0: Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, stretched out assassins, high school reunions, very aggressive union tactics, 1980s music, and John Cusack. Listener discretion is advised. You episode one ten. You can never go home again. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spirekin Movie Review. This is your host Zan saying Konito aloha, on and what's up? We're back for another fun-filled episode where we talk about movies and all those other various wonderful things that are on in Spirekin.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even on MySpace nowadays. Uh, and joining me today is,
1: oh me, Tracy Huddleston.
0: <laughs> okay, so anyway, so and Tracy, she. Was nice enough and sweet enough and amazing enough to join me on this episode because we were talking about something actually very unique today. It's a a film which it's. Would you say that that movie's dated at all? Or
1: I would say it's definitely kind of dated.
0: It's dated, but it kind of also fits the the current climate with everything going on with that a uh, whole uh, person coming home and all the just.
1: Yeah, and plus it has John Cusack in it. So yes, that's always a good thing.
0: John Cusack is always a good thing with it. And uh, before I forget, remember you can t- ask us any questions or comments, or concerns at www.sparkin.com, uh, at sparkin.gmail.com, or me at zanxan at sparkin.com. And leave us a comment on iTunes. Sorry, I had to get all that blurb out quick. And <laughs> any of the rambling, I'll just cut You got to do what you got to do. Exactly. So, uh, let's get right into it, because if you remember the last episode, uh, in episode 109, where we talked about Hot Fuzz, we rolled that one that only the dodecahedron of movies, and it dictated on us by reviewing a movie that was directed by by a man known as George Armitage. Now, this guy apparently worked under Roger Corman, and most people didn't know who he was. The last thing he really worked on was... And I hate to say this, the last thing he worked on was the big bounce in 2004. Besides that, he has done nothing. Oh wow. Like he did some TV stuff in the 70s, and I'm surprised because it's not a bad direct. It's not a poorly directed film. It actually looks good and it sounds good.
1: Yeah, the the performances he gets out of them are actually really good.
0: Yeah, especially with the cast he has, because he has a stellar cast. And the producer, Susan Arnold, was able to get a great amount of talent with this. And like we said, he had John Cusack, Minnie Driver, Alan Arkin, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Jeremy Piven, Hank Azaria. Hank in
1: Azaria, yeah.
0: yeah. You also had Anne Cusack also, which I was surprised at. I didn't think all three Cusacks would be working together, but... Wait, who was she? Uh, she played their friend Amy
1: oh that's why she looked like joan cusack
0: yep yeah like wait they're oddly familiar (laughs) no they're siblings also another cusack was there too bill cusack was there as a waiter
1: that one i didn't see
0: neither did i that's actually one of the little notes they're all there chilling out as a family event i mean because you're used to seeing john and joan together especially with the fact when they're first filmed together uh 16 candles Mm -hmm. they're they're playing creepy love interest which is really weird (laughs) but uh, so this movie uh, was made in 97 so that's over 20 years ago yeah no um, no 19 it's 19 years ago right 19
1: what year did you say 97 yeah
0: Yeah, almost 20 years ago. So it's almost the 20 year reunion of the movie. They should do something for it. And it was made for 15 million and it brought in 28 million. So I'd say that's a little bit of a success. Yeah. Yeah. That doubled its money, essentially.
1: And I doubt that, you know, the actors were making as much as they are now. So they made quite a bit off of it.
0: Yep. And uh, what is the name of this movie we're talking about?
1: Oh, gross point blank
0: yep uh now for those who don't know gross point blank is the movie of well how would you describe this movie in one or how do you describe this movie
1: <laughs> um a, a, a hitman hired hitman comes back for his uh reunion and to rekindle a love um and discovers Maybe he doesn't want to be a hitman anymore.
0: That's a good description of it. It is. It's almost a reverse fish out of water story. It's a you can't come home. You can't always come home, which was a line that he says in the movie. He's like, you can't always come home, but you could shop there. Right. Yes. (laughs) Which is such a messed up scene. (laughs) Because...
1: And if you looked away for, like, a moment and you're there, you're like, why is he in a shopping mall when he was, or a supermarket store or something when he was going home?
0: Yeah, uh, it's crazy, but our main character, John Cusack, is playing this guy named Martin Blank, who is a professional hitman who is pretty good at his job, but he's kind of having a bit of a midlife crisis. And And really,
1: that's the perfect last name for a hitman. Yeah, Blank. And it's his actual
0: last name. Yeah, it's I don't know if they just didn't have an idea what to make his last name or what they just said. Ah, oh, we'll just give him blank. It works. It, it fits it in. It'll work with the title too. But it does work. It does. And he's having a bit of rotten luck right now because he kind of botched an assassination. <laughs> and his it
1: was, it was a dog, wasn't it?
0: Uh, the dog was before. Up... Yeah, it was right. The dog got blown up by dynamite, and then afterwards he went to kill someone else. And, and then
1: somebody, yeah, somebody else was there who was trying to kill him too.
0: Yeah, so it became he's now kind of in trouble with his the people who hired him. So they're gonna try killing him. And while this is going on, he gets an invitation for his ten year reunion. That his assistant, Marcella, played by Joan Cusack, he's to a just, yep. to a tea is pretty. She wants him to go. She's pushing him to go. And she also tr- gets him a contract saying, look, you do this job pro bono. Uh, it'll smooth- She
1: steals the contract, basically, because somebody else was going to do it. And she picked it up.
0: That's right. She did. Because
1: that was part of the problem.
0: Yeah. She steals the contract and it's the deal is he does it pro bono. He'll get it'll smooth everything over. And meanwhile, you have another another hitman grocer played by Dan Aykroyd, who, who's he wants to set up kind of a cartel, yeah,
1: kind of yeah, kind of like a union, because they were gonna have meetings and everything.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you're saying that just to get him involved to kill him, or I don't know what. <laughs> but it was he wanted he wants to set up this union and blank doesn't want anything to do with it. he but just wants union. yeah I can just picture the meetings and trying to kill each other off it'd be like a <laughs> serial
1: <health> yeah
0: <laughs> a serial killer convention
1: <laughs> I, I want to go to one of those
0: I don't know I that's like in uh Sandman where they actually is a serial killer convention they spell it serial C-E-R yes and then I
1: remember you... that yeah
0: And then you go and it's actually all serial killers. And you're like, what the fuck? But yeah, so we have this uh, guy who wants to create a union. Martin wants nothing to do with it. He wants to just figure out what's going on. And his therapist kind of is pushing him also because his therapist is intimidated by him.
1: (laughs) Isn't that Alan Arkin, right? His therapist cracks me up.
0: Oh, yeah. He's like, don't shoot anybody.
1: Give it your best shot. No, don't shoot anybody.
0: Yeah, no. It's all because he he said, I know where you live. He's like, now you scared me. Now you threatened me. Now I don't know what to do. Now I have to make something up to make sure you don't get mad at me. <laughs> yeah, everyone does a stellar job in this. And as we have uh, Martin go back home to Gross Point, Michigan, he bumps into his ex-girlfriend or was it high school sweetheart.
1: Yeah, high school sweetheart who he stood up on prom night.
0: Now, realistically, would anybody give him a second chance after that?
1: Uh, It sounded like she'd been through some really bad stuff. So after that, maybe because didn't she like follow someone and marry this person and it turned out really bad? Yeah, She didn't get into the details and she seems like kind of a messed up character anyway. So yeah. it doesn't surprise me that she would give him a second shot.
0: Yeah. It's mini mini driver college, uh, was a radio DJ and, um, she, she looks really dancer. good in this movie.
1: I, there was like a little bit of talk about her past and they kind of glossed over. She was a dancer and she followed this guy, and it turned out bad. And now she's back living with her dad.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with living with your parents, especially. Well,
1: no, I, I, I completely agree.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. It as it's just you don't. It's nothing wrong with it, and but plus, her dad's rich as anything. <laughs> yeah. And now. Uh, from here on, it becomes a fish-out-of-water story. He's come home. He wants to see what's going on and how everything has changed. Like, And also him dealing with another assassin who's trying to kill him. This French guy. Felix, And Le...
1: national security.
0: And, <laughs> yeah, national security wants him to kill his mark, and then they want to kill him. Which, and that, that makes them the good guys.
1: They needed to have more scenes with that.
0: Yeah, Hank Azaria and... Uh, I forgot the other guy's name. I don't
1: remember. I They were funny.
0: Yeah, they're just going off to so like, so this makes me a bad guy. No, 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 no. If, <laughs> if he kills him then, and you kill him, then he's a good guy. But if you kill the good guy, you're a bad guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's all the little things that make this movie work. And it's all, it's a John Cusackness of the movie. Cause it's like you, we said, he goes to his house, his old home when he was a, a young man and his house is gone. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to it?
1: Uh, that, that was, it turned into like that supermarket, right? Yep. Where the kid was playing on the video game and or yeah. the one that worked there
0: yeah and just how, why <laughs> then completely destroyed his home and he just has like a meltdown he's like what the, what what this is my house why did he do this how long has this been here for <laughs> meanwhile his dad had passed away and his mom has severe onset of alzheimer's
1: yeah that's what it looked like and i i enjoyed the how he just called up um joan cusack's character and said i want my mom Give me my mom. Yeah. Because he had no clue where she was. Yeah,
0: and you see her just she doesn't even know who he is or what's no. going on. And you wonder what happened to the, all the money that he's been sending her. Um,
1: I don't remember. Did the um, the, it, probably the mental health place took it. Probably. Because I would assume that that's. It's it's like nursing homes. You they take the house and the money and everything to pay for.
0: Yeah, all the care. Yeah. Yeah, you feel, but at this point you feel very bad for Martin. He's trying his best to better himself, and it's not really working out.
1: Yeah, but And you can understand why he left.
0: Yeah, well, it. Also, he gets back together with some of his old friends, and that's actually pretty good because Jerry and him are really good friends. So there's no faking that chemistry.
1: Right, that's his best friend that he played. I'm guessing. Yeah, I liked him.
0: Yeah, no, they were very good. And the other running gag of the movie is he constantly tells them random things what he does because they don't believe that he's a killer. He says, "Oh, contract killer." Uh (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, that's a growth market, right? and then he
1: practices like what he's going to tell everybody at the reunion. Oh, I do this. I do this.
0: Yeah, I sell couch insurance. I re- lead a <laughs> men's uh, retreat on weekends. <laughs> and I was like, uh.
1: I loved how he actually came right out to um, her dad and said, oh, I'm a contract killer. Or a hitman, or whatever he said.
0: Yeah. And then he's, and like,
1: he's like, oh, that's good business, sir.
0: Yeah, then he's like, I, ex- I pictured you to be something else, a hippie. He's like, no, 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 I went <laughs> the other route. <laughs> And from there it becomes um, him trying to win Debbie over while stopping the contract, um, which is supposed to happen. Which should we spoil it? It's been over 18 years. I think that's usually statute. It, of limitation. Really,
1: yeah. There's, there's really, it's past the spoiler
0: alert.
1: Okay. Limit. So you could tur- say spoiler alert, if someone wanted
0: to. Yeah. If you have a chance, watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. If you like John Cusack, but let's get to the spoilery part. If you want to skip ahead, skip ahead. uh, uh Zan, insert time marker here to move over to the next time marker. So, either way, the whole thing is that the contract that he picked up that he stole is for her dad. Yeah.
1: Which he finds out on like their reunion night.
0: After she freaks After,
1: out. Yeah. <laughs> After she freaks out because she just saw him over a dead body.
0: Yeah, kill the guy with a pen. <laughs> yeah. And hey. Which
1: that was. Such a good best friend moment. The guy comes up. He doesn't even blink. He helps him, like, wrap up the body and put it in the incinerator.
0: And then afterwards, then he's like, Then like, he is. Then he <laughs> freaks out. But first, like, okay, let's take care of this. Then we'll talk about it. Because <laughs> Jerry Piven's a good guy. It just.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, but you feel the you see the betrayal in his eyes at that point, which I thought was oh, a yeah. nice touch cuz he's like he's like, "Hi, I'm uh, what's his name? Not Bob, it's uh It's like I'm Mark and yeah, you are like you didn't even know yeah, him.
1: Yeah, real estate. And you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a big betrayal scene and just it fits in it. And then it's him saving her, saving uh Debbie and her dad from grocer and his group and the feds and
1: Right, in the in the house that i think has been used before because i recognize that house
0: i think that's the McAllister house it
1: several times what
0: i think that's the McAllister house is it i think that's
1: probably why it looks familiar
0: the, the McAllister house there has house. to have
1: been a shootout in there too because i remember something like that
0: because <laughs> in type but yeah and it makes sense it's in michigan and but, so, at that point, it just becomes a shootout between an adventure scene, and it ends up with Martin proposing to Debbie, and maybe they live happily ever after? We don't know.
1: Yeah, in the, at the end of the gunfight, when she almost shoots
0: him. And it's like she closes the door nonchalantly. The gun. Like...
1: I like how she closed the door with the gun, and the dad goes, well, you've got mine. <laughs> <laughs> I support this.
0: Yeah. Also, I like the uh, her uh, Joan Cusack as they're talking. She's burning down the office.
1: <laughs> Beating up the computer. That's one of the best scenes.
0: Yeah, and then he, she finds her severance package because she thinks she's going to kill her. And then he's like, oh, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> so, and it, Overall, it's a good film. It's really... It, some... Oh, go on.
1: Oh, no, there, there's some really good moments. There's some weird editing that happens that sort of felt like I was watching it on a television station that had edited things out, and I wasn't. Like, moments where suddenly there's a shootout, there's no, like, buildup.
0: Yeah, <laughs> th- there was some editing issues.
1: Um, and one thing that never, as far as I could tell, went anywhere when he was talking to the security guy And asking him, so if someone were on the lawn, just kind of walking around, you could shoot them, right, or something.
0: Yeah, and that's like almost setting up for something. Setting up for. Yeah, that's what
1: I thought. That's how I thought he was gonna like kill someone, or without killing them.
0: Yeah, it's there was some like it's a good movie overall, but it could have been a great movie. The one thing I will say is the ending. It's. It's cookie cutter, but I yeah. would have liked something a little bit cleverer, a little bit, a little more.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a little too easy, the end.
0: Yeah, and there's also just a couple other scenes that just don't work too well. Um, but overall, very good film. The soundtrack in this is amazing. They they yes. fit, They fit the fact that she is a... DJ and it throws into all these different 80s music which works really well. I mean besides the you have the Violent Femmes, The Clash David Bowie yeah, Guns N' Roses I like- version
1: The Clash was in there
0: Yeah, the, Was it the Guns N' Roses uh, version of Live and Let Die There's actually three soundtracks and I think I own two of them
1: Are there really
0: three? Oh yeah there's three Wow. And they're very cool because there's so much music <laughs> I mean, hey, it was the 80s. It's the best time for music.
1: Great music.
0: Unlike now. But
1: that's... (laughs) That's a discussion for another time.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Even though I've been late... That's off topic. I've been listening to a lot of the top 10s for the weeks. And there have been some actually good music lately. I found some interesting stuff. What?
1: I've heard a few. I don't normally listen to the radio. So I've been kind of off...
0: Oh, neither do I. I. Listen to my iPod when I drive. It. I've been at YouTube. I follow the Top 10 Mafia. Uh. Every week he shows top 10 for Europe, U.S. and of uh, users, and there's some great music, but it's a lot of stuff like Bieber and that crap. <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to your, back to our our, <laughs> back to the topic at hand. So now, now so, overall, what would you say your favorite scene was?
1: Uh, favorite scene? Um, I am not sure. Um, I I enjoyed when he around the end when he came up uh, to the bathroom with his hand all bloodied and she and her dad were in the bathtub hiding and she almost shot him and then he asked her to marry her and she closed the door with the gun. I enjoyed that okay. a lot. Um, I also really enjoyed Joan Cusack's destruction of the office.
0: Those are both equally cool <laughs> scenes because they're no, essentially no words. It's just it's just play.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I like when you can tell like what they're thinking and doing without needing too much. It's, it's really good acting to me if you can get that across by your eyes and by what you're doing.
0: That is a good and way I- to show it cuz body language is a, the one language we all understand. Yeah. Uh, is there any other scenes that you really liked or?
1: Um Yeah, That the um the probably the first scene with the the therapist. Okay. <laughs> I liked when he, uh, they were talking about how uh, he had said not to come back. And Cusack's character just kept coming back to talk to him. And he's like, you know, I'm supposed to legally tell people, you know, tell the police what you're doing. If you tell me this stuff. And
0: he's like, yeah, don't yeah. worry about it.
1: <laughs> and all of that. That was a lot of fun. I like the exchanges um arkin and cusack had a really good back and forth
0: i would like to see them working together again i really would it's a shame that they don't
1: yeah
0: and cusack shows that he's well cusack is a very physical actor because he's actually he's got like three black belts in taekwondo
1: does he really yeah
0: he started with actually um say anything and he's just kept doing that that's why he does so many action movies okay because I've
1: never really pictured him. I mean, I know he does action movies, but I never picture him as an action movie person.
0: Yeah, no, it's very interesting because you see that that's all him. That's not stunt double him fighting. And I like and
1: that. And that's a really cool scene, too. <laughs> yeah, the,
0: the fight scene in the hallway is really well done. I like the both encounters with Grocer before the fight. It's like the first time he just tries, like, well, okay, we heard about the dog and... That's what happened. And then the second time, it's just them talking in the coffee shop with guns in ba- in bags yes. and newspapers.
1: And asking the waitress for an omelette with nothing in it. It's
0: like, I just want the protein. <laughs> and then he doesn't even get the eye, just walks out. <laughs> but I think that the scene which does the most, and it's a scene which has some dialogue but not much, is the reunion itself when he meets the one, uh, the mother. And he has to, mm-hmm. and that's the moment when it clicks when he, I don't want to do this anymore. That's when he's officially like, if he he's been on the fence. He's been of uh, wanting to stop being a killer and not being a killer. But then he really decides I'm going to, you know, just seeing that baby looking at him and he gets that idea.
1: Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. And, it's just and when a, she saw him looking at the baby.
0: Yeah.
1: She realized that this is someone she could be with.
0: Yeah. You do hope the best for them. Yeah, will it happen? I don't know. Apparently, there's a sequel, but was
1: it really? I'm gonna have to look that up because I'm curious.
0: Well, apparently, they say the unofficial sequel is War Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. What? Because John Q. an assassin, Jonas is right. assistant, and then Dan Aykroyd's a supporting character. I don't see it. Mm, I could kind of, I mean, I could see it because it's similar characters, but I'd say it'd be more like.
1: Actors do that all the time, play the same characters. That doesn't mean it's a sequel.
0: Yeah, but they say it's an unofficial sequel. So, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Did the writer say that?
0: Yeah, the writer said that. Okay. But the film itself, it's a very enclosed story. You don't need anything else with it that I do like. And for Buena Vista Pictures, it's pretty violent.
1: Yeah, the I, the pen scene alone.
0: Hey, it's a Disney film. <laughs> uh,
1: Just now, actually show that pen go right into the artery there. That's hey, pretty violent.
0: It's a good way to go. <laughs> yeah. So now, if you had to recast this, if you, they did dare do a remake, who would you want? Would you? I think the same characters would still work.
1: Um. I, I think, yeah, I think John Cusack would definitely be, um.
0: And mini Driver, I think that you just keep the same actors. There's no need to, there's no one who could fill this role nowadays. Because John Cusack is, uh.
1: Unless they offered it to me and, you know, I'd take that role.
0: Oh, you'd want to be, (laughs) oh, you'd want to be the, the Martin Blank character?
1: Oh, if they switched the gender around, that would be, that ch- would be cool.
0: But then <laughs> I don't think that would be as traumatic as him li- her waiting with a 10 was it was $10,000 uh, uh prom dress.
1: Right. Oh,
0: it's like it's, <laughs> yeah. At that point. I mean, I know most, I don't know if you had a, a when you went to prom, if you had a, a, prom dress that big and your date did show up i would you go ballistic
1: (laughs) probably though again her parent her family has that money so it's probably not as big as it would be for like me um because i'm guessing 10 if she's spending ten thousand dollars on a prom dress she can and it's (laughs) but it would still be very upsetting
0: yeah. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, on his end, he had a rented tuxedo, and then he just bailed that night. And they never saw him again
1: <laughs> because he decided he wanted to kill someone.
0: I mean, that, but that's a, a very responsible thing. I don't want to kill you, so I'm gonna go.
1: Yeah. And he did the, you know, lawful. I'm going to kill someone. I'm going to join the army. I'm not just gonna go out and shoot someone. Right away.
0: Which is a good. Which is a very moral and very good stance on what needs to be done, and it's a lot of fun. So, but anyway, we have talked about music. We talked about that. Now, let's get to the LVP MVP of the movie. Now, I which it's hard. I can't find an LVP for the life of me. No one really did a bad job in it. The only person I could say is the store clerk. That's it. And <laughs> he's supposed to be a dumb stoner kid, and it was yeah. a dumb stoner kid.
1: Um. No, because that scene was kind of fun. I didn't like him a lot. The bully. Yeah. The only well, you're probably you're not supposed to like him, obviously. But I, I enjoyed the scene where Cusack did the whole. Um, Who are you mad at? Because you're not mad at me. <laughs> we we don't have anything. And then he tried to read the poem.
0: And then he's like, "You want to go do blow? No, no, man. No, no, we're <laughs> good, man. We're good, man." But okay, so that's your.
1: Um, but no, I think if there was an LVP, it would be um. The. (laughs) The security guy, because he really didn't come back in.
0: Yeah, they really didn't do anything with them. You're right. I think I have to go with that as well. He just
1: kind of came in, and you're like, oh, well, they're gonna do this, and then. Nothing. Obviously, uh, his best friend had some history with him because he's yelling at him and they're having a fight, but we don't ever get to.
0: Yeah, they. they I do like that they establish that there's a known universe, and we don't need this need to know what their yeah. issue is.
1: Which maybe that's all he was for.
0: Maybe and for LV for MVP. Besides the Q sacks, let's take the Q sacks <laughs> off Cusacks. the ta- Let's take them both of them <laughs> off the table because they're both amazing actors. We'll take them off the table. I would say Jeremy Piven probably gets it. Because he does... He he does a lot of work in it. And every scene he's in, it works. There's no issues with it. The chemistry is great. And it does fit everything that's going on. All the reactions of him seeing his friend after 10 years, not even knowing if he's alive or dead. Worried about him. Them catching up immediately. Then him meeting their other friends. And then them just yeah
1: I, I would actually agree um at first uh in the car he was kind of bothering me because it was going on a little too long the whole 10 years was ground a little too far but then he i mean he was the true best friend covering yeah. up and not even asking questions. So, yeah.
0: And at that point, it makes more sense why he was like, 10 years, man. It's like, what the fuck, man? We're friends. We're we're brothers that, you know, brothers from another mother. We're, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be, and you you don't even tell you what happened?
1: Yeah. Because but- I'm guessing he also tried to, I mean, since he was the one who brokered the deal with the house, I'm guessing he probably also tried to get in touch with him yeah. at some point to say this is happening with your house
0: yeah i'm thinking so and it's just it's he didn't know what happened
1: hmm.
0: so many good things this movie we could talk about this for hours on end um eventually for theme month we're going to be doing a talking about the various like doing a. Not a Rift Tracks. Actually, it's essentially a Rift Tracks, but it's not a Rift Tracks because we don't have the license for that. Work. <laughs> right. But maybe this will be one of the movies we'll do because it is a good movie to talk about. We'll see. But uh, so with that in mind, I should grab some water. My throat's on a little parched. But so with that in mind, uh, remember you could. You can check out all of our, our episodes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com. I'm at zansparkin.com. Um, do you want to promote any projects, Tracy?
1: Um, not really. I don't... Okay. <laughs> Unless you're local to me, you can't see uh, the really? public access that we're going to be starting, so...
0: Oh, well. If you, maybe you put it on the web in the future. Yeah,
1: if I put it on the web, I'll let you know. And.
0: Oh, yeah, and we'll definitely put it up. But uh, So... With that in mind let's get to the part they've all the way for and when we're talking about we're talking about that one that only the dodecahedron, the dodecahedron of, of movies, movies except I'll no substitute now what is the dodecahedron the dodecahedron is a 12-side object And we're going to do is we're going to roll the dodecahedron and whatever number it lands on, that's reviewing the next episode of the spark and movie review episode 111 so let's roll and see what we're going to get number two so the next episode we're reviewing oh this is going to be a fun one uh, a little movie that was made in the 70s. It's one of my all-time favorite movies of all time that everyone should see involving little short orange people. Wait, were they orange or were they white?
1: Orange, right?
0: Yep, they are orange. And we're not talking about the remake in 2000 and whatever starring Deep Roy, because <laughs> that movie's a travesty. But we'll talk about that later. I'm going talk about uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
1: Yeah, they were orange with green hair, weren't they? Yep. Freaky but, uh, little things.
0: Yeah, but we could talk about that next time. <laughs> so with that in mind... Uh...
1: This is Tracy. Uh, there's an exchange um, that resonated with me the most. And my favorite quote from the movie is...
2: It's not like I was supposed to be. No,
1: no, it's not true. No? It's great. Really? I'm so great. People think that when you get married, you lose your freedom.
2: Not true? No. It's better and better. So, how are you? How's your life?
0: In progress. <laughs> yeah. And this is your host, Zahn, for the Spock and Movie Review. And for the movie, Gross Point Blank, my favorite quote is going to be...
2: Come on there, ice chef, or I will put a cilantro over your liver. I want that. The onions for the blood. What are those? Nutrients. Here's the new stuff, kid. You're a Zach 15. Makes Prozac feel like a decaf latte. I want a couple of got jars. I don't do that stuff anymore. I want to get the shakes. And don't say do it, because I don't do it. I ingest it on orders from my neurophysiologist. It's legal. Five years, so will be putting in the water for the citizens like Flora.
0: <laughs> don't look at me like that. Either way, I guess that's it for this episode. This is your Hosan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. See ya.
1: He's going to kill you, right? right. Yes. was the other way around. No,
2: no. That wasn't my intention.
1: Is it something you've done?
2: It's something I do professionally for, for about five years now. You were joking. People joke about the horrible things that they don't do. They don't do them. It's absurd. When I left, I joined the army and when I took the service exam, my psych profile fit a certain moral flexibility would be the only way to describe it. I was loaned out to a CIA-sponsored program and we sort of found each other. That's the way it works. So you're a government spook? Yes. I mean, no, I was before, but I'm not now. Uh, But that's all irrelevant really the idea of governments nations is public relations theory at this point don't i don't want to hear about the theories i want to hear about the dead people explain the dead people who do you kill that's very complicated but in the beginning you know it matters of course that you have something to hang on to you know a specific ideology to defend right i mean taming unchecked aggression that was my personal favorite other guys like live free or die but you know you get the idea but that's all bullshit And I know that, now, that's all bullshit. You do it because you are trained to do it, you were encouraged to do it, and ultimately, you know, you get to like it. I know that sounds bad. You're a psychopath. No, 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 psychopath kills for no reason. I kill for money, it's a job that didn't sound right. Uh, Let me see if I can put it another way. If I show up at your door, chances are you did something to bring me there. I mean, everybody's doing it. It's like the natural order. I mean, uh, the states do it. Sometimes there's due process, and sometimes pilots carpet-bomb cities, you know? Riot cops shoot demonstrators. That's indiscriminate. I don't do that. You should read the files on some of these fuckers. I mean, it reads like a demon's resume. Look, I bottomed out here. I've lost my taste for it completely. That's why I came back, and I wanted to see you. You know, I wanted to start over. Leave that behind. Oh, so I'm part of...